right, hello, and welcome back to the Basic Vital Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and sitting next to me in the guest chair today, we're welcoming back Daniel Leach. Daniel, welcome back. Well, thank you for having me back. It's good to be back. Daniel is one of my former students, and uh, I asked him to come and uh, give us a little devotional here to kick off the new year. This is the first episode of 2022. Which is, go ahead. It feels honored to be the first in the 2022 podcast. Yes, we were the first guest <laughs> this year. And also this year, we have a live studio audience for this episode. Everyone welcome my son, Tony. Hi. He's a nerd, but that's okay. Um, he's most likely playing his video games as we are. Talking about God's word because he doesn't care about that type of stuff. Right, Tony? Yeah. So anyway, um, this is the uh, the first episode of 2022, and we are still breaking in our new sound system here. So if this sounds incredibly well, uh, hopefully this works. But if not, well, if not, well, if not, it's only Daniel. So that's what I figured. (laughs) Um, You didn't miss much. No. So Daniel, you are a Bible college student at Heartland Baptist Bible College out in Oklahoma. So this is uh, your you're in your sophomore year now, right? Yep. All right. So, first, what classes were you taking this year? Um, well, I've taken a wide variety. Um, one of the first ones I took was for Monday was sound technician. And then, of course, I had Biblia. So, you should be able to work all this stuff. Keyword should. Should. It, there's but a you difference. didn't do well. Okay. <laughs> there's a difference from a classroom saying putting in actual practice. Yes. But, <laughs> anyway, um, Monday was sound technician. And then, of course, bibliology. Um, Tuesday, I actually had free. That was kind of like my free day just to goof hmm. off. Uh, Wednesday, I had fundamentals of speech. Um, and then, of course, Ezekiel Daniel, which was probably one of my favorite classes. Hmm. Um, Thursday, um, we had Baptist history. And then we had anthropology and martyology. And then Friday, I had creative writing along with hermeneutics. All right, tell me about Baptist history. <clears throat> what, what textbook are you using for Um. Well, we used a book. It was a set of sermons by Robert Sargent. Okay. So he kind of just covers a lot of, like, the history from when, like, you know, he covers, like, the Donatists, the Novations. Okay. Kind of some of their history and background. Um, and then, of course, we also covered history in America hmm. um, through America and Crimson Red by Bellamy. Okay. Which I thought was actually a phenomenal book. So are you reading about Isaac Bacchus and Jim yep. Leland and those guys? Obadiah Holmes. Yeah. Obadiah Holmes is probably one of my favorites just hmm. because he has my favorite quote. You whip me. My one of my favorite books on Baptist history 
I've never read, but I bought it just because of the title. The title is The Bible Makes Us Bad. Yep, that sounds... And so I bought it just because of the title. I think it's actually a novel, if I remember correctly. A fictional novel. Um, historical fiction, but about the man of Athens. So See, it's funny. Is That's Brother Rocky's famous quote. Is If you read the Bible, you're not going to be a Catholic, you're not going to be a Lutheran, you're going to be a Baptist. Well, who was it? Uh, A.T. Robertson who said... Somebody with initials said, we give a man an open mind and an open Bible. He can't help but become a Catholic. That sounds lovely. Anyway, so I've just offended half the audience, <laughs> but that's fine. Um, because you know what? My, you know what my motto is? You can write this down. Um, Baptist born and Baptist bred, and when I die, I'll be Baptist born. Amen. You I love what, that. You know what I'd be if I weren't a Baptist? What? I'd be a shame. There you go. All right. So anyway, uh, so what else are you learning? What, what what about Ezekiel and Daniel jumped out at you this year? You said that was your favorite. Uh, it was really Daniel that jumped out. At me. Okay. You know this this is the book that I'm named after. This this was the parent, yeah. this was my parents named me after it was Daniel, and you know a lot of people always told me that it was more about prophecy than anything else, and in an extent I think they're true, but like what my teacher said, there's more than there's purpose and there's prayer in Daniel. Yeah. You really see a man of devotion mm. in that book. I mean, you, you see that God even calls him a man that was greatly beloved. Right. You know, we have the song Dare to Be a Daniel, and that really jumped out at me because this was a man that wasn't afraid to stand up to a king who had pride all over the place. I mean, he was Babylonian ruler of his time. He had the greatest kingdom, and Daniel wasn't afraid to spread the truth. Going like, this is what's going to happen if this not the specific time, but God's yeah. going to do this, and he's going to do this, and in 70 years, he's going to do this, and he did it, and Daniel was rewarded for it. As a matter of fact, God used him even more so, right. and I really think that that's something that in our day and time, Christians really need to focus more on that, because we are going into a time of probably persecution. Yeah, I mean, there, there's definitely, we, we don't live in a society where Christianity is the mainstream. No. And taking a, a stand for Christ, if you're, if you're going to take a biblical stand for Christ, you're not going to make friends. <laughs> and, um, at least not among mainstream Americans. Um, anyway, all right, so Daniel, <laughs> you've got a message for us. I do. As a matter of fact, it goes along the same lines, but we're going to be in Luke 5 today. All right. So let me just turn over there. I probably should have primarily. This makes for great podcasting when we're just flipping pages in the Bible. Yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> so, um, really what jumped out at me in Luke 5, uh, comes through verses 1 through 11. Uh, I'm kind of just going to paraphrase the book a little bit, but it's... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Can you do that at your Bible college? Uh, Brother Rocky would probably chastise me for it, but... Okay. <laughs> um, I'm just, I just want to paraphrase a little bit. I am going to actually put some verses from it, though, but... Um, this... I know how you Baptists feel about paraphrasing the Bible. Yes, yes, I know. Okay, go ahead. You, you would also know. Yeah. You're, you're the one that actually was the one that taught me about having context to the Bible. That is actually kind of important. <laughs> that is kind of important. So you know what, with that being said, you know, maybe we should just read the passage. All right, go for it. Just go. All right. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake against there, and saw two ships standing by the lake. 
but the fishermen were gone out of them and were walking in the nets. Well, hello there. Uh, and he entered into one of the ships, Simon, and he prayed to him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and talked to people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto, him, or unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your net for a drought. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down my net. And then they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets break. And they beckoned unto their partners, the two other ships, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. He was astonished, and all that were with him, at the drought of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James, John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with him. And Jesus said to him, Fear not, for henceforth thou shalt, be, thou shalt catch men. And when they brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. So there's a couple things that really jump out to here. Um, and it's first off, it's the people. Uh, in verse 1, we notice that the word pressed. Um, pressed there, um, after doing some studying with the Greek, I noticed that pressed was actually was more of a demanding sense. You know, these, these people were pressing Jesus hear the word of God. Now, obviously, we don't see that a lot in our day and time, um, but there is a harvest out there. You know, I think a lot of Christians are really discouraged nowadays because we don't see a lot of growth in our churches. Um, and the reality of it is, is uh, in Matthew, we see that Jesus says the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Now, my dad, one of his big things is we're reaping what we sowed times past, and that the church has really dropped the ball with spreading the gospel. Um, but if you look at Ecclesiastes, Chapter 2 specifically, it talks about, you know, there's a time to plant, there's a time to reap. Um, while, yes, we may be in a time of reaping the bad years, but it doesn't necessarily mean there isn't a time to plant the good years. Uh, a matter of fact, it doesn't matter, um, how, do, how should I put this? I'm trying to figure out how to put this in the proper terms. It doesn't sound, you know, heresy. Um, yeah, yeah, if you could stay away from heresy, that would be really good. Yeah. Um, we have to try our hardest for the gospel. We have to make sure that we go out and we spread the gospel as best we can. Uh, and sometimes that means that we offend people. Um, so how about sacrificing for the gospel? Yes. Yes. Yeah, go there you go. Sacrificing for the gospel. <clears throat> but in today's day and age, we have a lot of people that are afraid to do that. Hmm. But what I really want to take a look at here is Simon. One of the first things that we take a look at is in verse 3 is when Jesus prayed. Prayed word there is actually referring that he was telling Simon to go out. And of course, as he goes out, he tells him to launch out into the deep and to let down the net for a drought. He doesn't say, let's, he doesn't just put his hands in his pockets and say, well, let's see what you guys can catch. No, he, he specifically says that there's going to be a drought. We need to realize as Christians that as we go into 2022, yeah, there's probably going to be persecution. Yeah, there's probably going to be problems going to be famine in a sense, but we have to make sure that we're, you know, having a right attitude about it and making sure that we're doing all for the gospel. What I really want to bring into the notion here comes into verses 10 and 11. Um, we obviously see here verses 5 through 9, we see, you know, the drought happens, it happens as Jesus said it would, um, and of course we see Simon Peter's response, um, you know, he says, depart from me for I'm a simple man, um, but as they go on, Jesus tells them to fear not, henceforth thou shalt catch men. And they brought their ships into land, and they forsook all and followed him. 
Christianity, in a sense, has a very carnal mind. Even in my, like, I look at myself, and I tend to have a carnal mind on things. You know, we have to remember that. We have to make sure that we're, like you said, sacrificing all for the gospel. And sometimes that means our time, our money. You know, sometimes it even means a friendship. So, as 2022 rolls around, my, my charge is this. Have your mind focused on Christ, not on the carnal things in the world. Hmm. As a matter of fact, let's make sure that we're forsaking all for the cause of Christ. Because you want to know something, our actions are always going to speak louder than our words and our thoughts. And you can act one way, but yet go out and do another. You know, you can go to church on Sunday and then go to a bar and drink one. You know, the problem with Christianity is we're so afraid to give up things because it's comfort. You know, we, we have to take the stand, like Obadiah Holmes did, like Roger Williams did. I mean, these were people that were chastised, they were persecuted. I mean, Obadiah Holmes was whipped 40 times, which back in that time was considered a death sentence. And yet he even, like I said earlier, he said he would be with roses. <clears throat> so don't be afraid of what challenges might come because we have a God that knows all. He sees all, he's omnipresent, he's omnipotent. I can't forget the other omni, but yeah, that. Um, so just with that being said, let's, you know, let's have a thought on Christ, let's have a mindset on Christ, not on the carnal things of the world, not on comfort. And as 22, 22 comes around, whatever trials, problems come, you know, we have to understand that Christ is going to hold it all. So that's pretty much my charge for this evening. All right, so as... We go into 2020, you're encouraging us to keep our minds on Christ. Yes, sir. Sacrifice for the gospel. Amen. And get your mind out of the world. Yes, sir. All right. That's a pretty, okay. That's a pretty good uh, message. And not to take away from that, but I just remembered the, the quote I was going to read. Oh, yeah. Baltazar Hubmeyer. Baltazar Hubmeyer, who said, truth is immortal. Truth is immortal. One of our Baptist forefathers, um, back in 1526, eventually he would die a martyr's death um, there in Zurich um, under Zwingli and his death. Even though Zwingli is a little more tolerant of Baptists than the other reformers were. Uh, but anyway, okay. So let's not focus on the world. Let's talk about maybe how does that happen? In, in the sense of, I think when when people hear, don't focus on the world. Uh, as long as I'm not doing drugs, I'm not drinking, and I'm not uh, out, you know, at the casinos or something, I'm all right. Well, let's let's talk about something here a little more close to home for me then. Um, one thing that I always enjoyed as my favorite pastime was video games. I mean, I could sit there for video games hours on it. Um, but as you know, I've studied the gospel and, and the Bible, um, and now that I'm coming back from break, you know, I kind of realized that. You know, I spent a lot of my time on video games. Like, like I said, I spent yeah. hours. I mean, I calculated, you know, from my high school time to now, I think I've done at least over 250 hours worth of video game time. And, you know, that's time that could have been spent, you know, reading my Bible or actually going out and telling others about the God. You know, I think the problem is we have so much of a, you know, we rely, like I said, so much on pleasures. You know, being comfortable, watching TV, video games. And, you know, Back in the time in the 1700s where our great forefathers were, you know, all they really had was the Bible. You know, and these, were, and these 
two of the greatest fighters of their time, you know, they studied this, they studied Greek and Hebrew, because that's all they really had. They didn't have what we have now, like sports and all this stuff. Well, I think some of that is, you know, video games in and of themselves are not necessarily easy. No, I, I do not say that. Right. And, 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 it's t- and, and the Bible does talk about rest. It, <clears throat> excuse me. It's important to have rest. But um, rest is only rest if it's a break from work. <laughs> so, if, and I think the trouble with video games can be, and, and with a lot of other things, they're so addictive that you're doing them on hours on end to where it's not a rest, it's a pursuit. Exactly. And so when it becomes a pursuit and not just a break, um, then that's a problem. When you're dying to get off of work so you can go back and, and, and play that new game, or you're trying, you, there's, there's, there's some problems there yeah. that you might be thinking, you know, what are my, what are, what are my what priorities? Are my priorities? Yeah. What should they? And, and that's really do? what it is, is, where are your priorities? You know, I think that's probably the best way to sum it up. Where are your priorities? Right. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things will be added to you, uh, Matthew tells us. And so, you know, our, our, we, we need to be kingdom-minded people. And that's going to take purpose. And that's going to take um, priority in the sense of I, I've got to make this um, a priority. I've, I've got to make sure that this, because there's a lot of other things calling for my attention. Yeah, and that's, and that's really what my mindset has been this past week. I mean, I, when I first got back, well, I did play video game for a couple of days. Um, and then, like, as I did it, my mind was like, no, I know my time can be spent elsewhere. As a matter of fact, what I ultimately ended up doing was I just boxed it all up. So now it's sitting downstairs collecting dust. You know, I hear that, that same testimony from Bible college students and seminary students all the time. Um, within a week of the semester, if you know, the video game. Um, which is, which, you know, again, that might just be uh, what you have to do in order to do what's right. So, uh, Daniel, you're looking ahead to next year. Yes, sir. What are you, what are you taking next, this next semester coming up January? Well, I figured let's continue on with prophecy. I'm taking Revelations. Uh, I'm also taking Angelology. So you're taking Revelations. Revelations, the book of Revelations. So wait, back up, <laughs> back up. Open up your Bible. Turn to the book of Revelation. Revelation. <laughs> Otherwise, I think, you know, you've gone charismatic on us, and all of a sudden you're getting these messages from God, and I don't, you know, I wouldn't really approve of that, and I don't think your college would either. No. We'd have to rein you in a little bit. Okay, so, revelation. Bible college mistake number one. Revelation, not revelation. You know, it's okay to critique me, just so you know it's $20 to my college school. <laughs> okay, I, I, I taught you first. Or this is your true. Bible college, so I take. You should pay me twenty dollars <laughs> for that correction. Is, is that how it co- no, that, that how That's it how this works. All right. So anyway, you're taking Revelation. <laughs> Revelation, um, angelology. Um, there's another ology in there that I'm taking, uh, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. I know I'm taking the prison epistles for Paul. Okay. Um, I'm also taking non-ecclesiastical church. Non-ecclesiastical. Trying to figure out what that would be. Non-ecclesiastic. That's how it's, it's, there's a new teacher that's at Heartland, but I guess it's supposed to cover some of the non-church history stuff of, like, other denominations, like Lutheran. Uh, okay, so it's, a, it's like a comparative Yeah, it's like a comparative okay. denomination or class. So, so non-ecclesiastic, that's an interesting it, way to put that. I, yeah, I don't, 
I don't know. All right, so back in the summer, up in the summer, you're going to have to come back and tell us about Santa Claus. I, I'd be more than happy to tell you about that. And explain that statement non-ecclesiastically. But anyway. I well, think, I, if I remember correctly, that's how it was. I'm not entirely sure if that's, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've looked at all that stuff. I know there's some other classes. Yeah. You're too busy working at Cold Richard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Daniel, kick us off this year where we end the podcast with our recommended resources. So, what's the book that you're recommending for us this year? Honestly, American Crimson Red. I, I really would recommend that because of the plot of history that Keller really goes into. Uh, not just on lies of American history, but he really shows like the Baptist movement, how it came to be in America. Um, he starts off with Roger Williams, of course. Yeah. Homes. He even goes into something like the Revolution and then Civil War type stuff. Um, matter of fact, he even lists several different statistics. Um, My son is pointing a gun at me. Why? <laughs> uh, he lists several statistics of like the Baptist movement and growth. Matter of fact, there was at one point, I think it was like after the Revolution, Baptists were like the leading denomination in America, which is crazy to think about compared to like, how few and far between they are now. All right. So we'll have that resource on our website, www.basicbiblepodcast.org. Check us out on Twitter and, and Instagram at Basic Biblecast. Again, check out the Facebook group. Look for us there. Um, Ray, Ray Jewell is starting his new uh, blog series on, I believe it's First Corinthians. So that'll be on there every day. And then, yes, we are. This is the first time I'm going to announce this officially. We are on TikTok. Believe it or not, I don't know how long I'm going to keep that up. We've got a couple of videos on there, so look for us, Basic Bible Podcast. I have some concerns there for that, but... Yeah, <laughs> well, anyway, are you still doing your... You, you had a YouTube channel. I, I did have a YouTube channel at one point. I kind of stopped that for right now, though, just for college sake. You know, because it's on and off all the time with yeah. me in college, so I'd rather wait if I hunker down, and then I'll get back to it. Well, maybe we'll link to that as well on, on our site. Anyway... So until next week, next week uh, we're going to have back on the podcast um, Aaron White with his latest, latest book actually on, uh, no, not on First Corinthians. Sorry, that's a book I haven't covered yet. Um, I forget the book Aaron White just wrote. The guy writes a book like every day. So anyway, um, we'll, uh, we'll be back with Aaron next week. So have a great rest of the